Hey guys, welcome into Inside the Bird. Uh, it's kind of our, I guess we would call it like June podcast, kind of going over what's happened since we've last recorded. Um, some interesting stuff, Gorman's up and all that. Uh, we, we haven't, we're we first place right now by half a game, but I, I know there's some stuff that we still want to talk about and get off our chest, so let's just hop right into it. Today we lost 7-6 to six to the Reds. Should have won that game. Yeah, I went to that game. I was there at the game, and... I, I had my my good time at the ballpark was spoiled by Johan Oviedo and Ali Marmol, and it it just sucks, you know. You go to a game and then and then you lose because Johan Oviedo sucks ass. Wait, Johan Oviedo? It's, yeah, it's unacceptable you at this it? point to have this bad of pitching, and for fans yeah, to continue. I, I, I hate. Why does Ollie, Ollie Marmol just quit every time the game is within like two runs or more? No. But like, if, if it's not a one-run game, Ollie Marmol just just waves the white no, flag. I will say no, shit and stuff like that too. So. He said it. Jose like kind of said it. The bullpen is garbage and can't go to like Helsley every game. Um, they could have gone to him today. That was like that, that was an easy decision. Should have gone to him today. He was he was pretty rested, but like. You can't go to the same two or three guys each and every game. Like, it's the postseason. So, this, um, the, I was having a conversation with my friend today, and he was literally, like, he was so fucking mad because we signed Louis, we signed TJ McFarlane instead of Luis Garcia back. And I kind of want to go back to that. It's just kind of like the not really – not really being able to acquire good bullpen pieces or or keep them. That's a big thing w- with the front office is their mistakes. They're fine with developing at least hitters at this point, pitching. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, and then we'll get into it later. But, like, the pitching is the problem. And we, it, as much as we hate Mike Maddox, there's just a lack of talent in the organization of pitching, and I think that's why they go – to uh, the sinker usage so much and trying to be a ground ball in contact. They, yeah, that's they have no like real talent, so they just try to cheese pitching. That's that's the entire like their pitching philosophy. I think it's partially true, but like the thing is, like Jordan Hicks could get more whiffs if utilized properly. Um, oh no, not everything is a development problem. Like I mean, Bruce Dark Gratterall's on the Dodgers. He can't get whiffs. Sometimes you don't have a development problem. I don't know. Let's 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 <clears throat> Andre Pellante, if they recognize that his fastball is actually like garbage in shape, um, they change that up to a cutter. Change certain uh, pitches to match with certain tilts with the secondary, so you can set that up. So when you when you're on two strikes, you don't have to spam sink your ground ball. Also, like some that. of the some uh, struggles in the pitching department might be because Yadier Molina can't call pitches and Andrew Kisner can't frame. Yes. That's that's definitely not helping. Yeah. Yes. yes. And I think oh. that's another thing we have to get into is there's two real holes with this roster. Uh, bullpen. I, I I'd say bullpen is worse than starting pitching at this point. I, I don't know. I think bullpen depth. They have no depth. Yeah. yeah I. Yeah. I think bullpen is like top three in terms of like setup to eighth to like whoever you want to use. Like Cabby, Gallegos, and Helsley is really that's really good. 
but you need another guy. I don't really want Palante to be that guy. You want a long term? Give him a cutter uh, and have him start. I agree. Um, needs to get showed so that, that they realize that the fastball is not good, but uh, that's for another day. And I think Zach Thompson long term would probably fit well as a starter. I mean, felt fit, actually fit better as a reliever than a starter. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Um, well, just how they're doing, they're doing this backwards with Thompson. I don't know why I don't know why he's starting after not pitching for ten days. He should right now be getting bullpen. Like he should be used as a reliever to maximize fastball, so he can do that long term. But. I, I can't do much. I, I they have to go outside for help. I mean, getting Hicks back and, and moving him back to a reliever will help the bleeding. I don't think it necessarily is gonna raise the bullpen so much, but it, it will help like not giving as many innings to Whitgren and McFarlane. <coughs> need to be off this roster. <coughs> both are horrible. Both both Whitgren is so bad. I, I don't understand why we're flexing that he has one he's only allowed one barrel. This dude is not good. That's the only thing thing that like you could tell me that could possibly be something good about him is he's only allowed one barrel the whole year. Percentage reliance is useless when you can't when you don't have good stuff that doesn't get hit hard. Again, you're falling with zone with bad pitches, and even though you don't get barrel, like you still get hit hard. Uh, solid contact is still giving up, and it's not even on the ground, so it's dope place. See, I would I would like to know how many how many balls have been hit that are ninety five mile per hour and higher. So with like a deviation like ninety three to like ninety three plus. Actually, is, I think solid contact covers that better. But uh, a barrel's a ni- is ninety nine miles per hour, right? So yeah, I think it it increases by two degrees for each mile per hour. That's off the top of my head. I can't remember. But, I don't know. Yeah. I think he should be gone. You guys agree, though. Mc... You guys aren't still on McFarlane, right? No. No, I'm not. He's completely broken. He's ass. <laughs> my, my question is, at this point, what what the fuck do you do with Matt's? Like, Matt's is kind of roster when he comes back. Uh, He should start because he's not bad. But but yeah. who, are you, who are they going to take out? They're not going to take out anyway. Uh, Dakota Hudson. What do you get? You're not going to put him in the bullpen. Okay, we well can go back down to the minors because he sucks ass. Yeah, I mean, I'm personally ready for Hudson to be traded. I would like to see a trade. Yeah, let's, let's send him to like the Royals. Maybe maybe they'll maybe they think he's actually good. No, so send tired. To- I'm so tired of hearing the broadcast. Um, like, have you have you noticed how the broadcasts like they have they have this insane just love true love for Miles Michaelis every time he steps on the mound they just it's they need to gush about Miles Michaelis and how great he is. That's not the one I'm I'm most worried about. Well, okay, that's the one they gush about more than like the non like veteran players. I mean, Michael. I mean, there's a this year. I think there's a decent reason for Michaelis. He isn't even bad. Um, it, it's Hudson that annoys me. They they talk about him getting control sometime in the game and keeping them in the game and having a having a skill for double plays as if the bases are loaded every other day. Let's, let's, let's be real here. 
I don't know. Like, what, what would you want to rotate? Like, Flaherty, Wainwright, Michaelis, and then who? Flaherty, Michaelis, back. Wainwright. Mm, I get like I I personally would like to see Palante stick in the rotation. Um, I guess I don't really know who else they could put out there, and it would be better than him. They they need Montas pretty bad at this point. Peyton, you might be kind of cutting out a little bit. Oh yeah, am I still? You're better now. Okay. They badly need Montes. Like, they need him. Um, Going into the catching position, what the fuck? This is the worst catching platoon in all of it. It has to be, right? What? Sorry, you can't hear you. It's easily the worst. Yeah, Yeah. Payton, you're you're really quiet. You're insanely quiet. Oops, hold on. Okay, you kind of sounded better there. Okay, yeah, it's easily the worst. Yeah, I, I, I saw that, like it was bad last year, but this year it's just, it's, it's horrible. I mean, they just have to send. I mean, does Kisner even have options? Yeah, he has one. I think at the like, I wouldn't. It's not a bad idea. Give him another week of some starts, and if he doesn't do anything else, it's time to send him down and call it Pereira. Like. I know Herrera's been a little cold recently. <clears throat> I don't. I mean, I, he can't possibly be worse than Kisner. He can't possibly. Yeah. Be worse. And I mean, he's basically ready. At least with with, with the catcher position, there's no there is no reliance on offense. It's just defense. Like, give me an average defense with Herrera and like a 95 WRC plus bat, and I won't care. I mean, he does have. Does have an eight ninety nine OPS in Triple A. Offensively, what? Like a one forty two WRC plus. Yeah, like he's there offensively. We already know he's a special player defensively, or that's at least what they say. I don't know. It's time. It's t- like Yachty should not be starting any games other than the Wainwright ones, and that's the only one that I'd be. That's like, give him one start a week. Let it be. Let it be. And, and, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sick and tired of watching him drown into double plays. I'm sick and tired of watching pool holes get important at bats. I, I just get so angry at the self-sabotage that's going on with the organization. And I understand it's just June. Obviously, when we get into September, August and September, I know Ali Marmol is going to be managing differently. And I know some of us are kind of like how he's kind of timid to act. Um, and he, he actually is pretty stern, though. Um, I do like that. Yeah, I, I, I like it, but it's it, it's got to be a little frustrating to like be one of the players and just be held at a double standard constantly. Yeah, like with, I, I understand why Marmol doesn't do it because I he he would would maybe get fired if he actually held the like, Yachty accountable. <laughs> yeah. And that's the money. No, I completely understand why he doesn't do it, but it's just, it's got to be frustrating. And that's why if you give him Herrera, 
a catcher that will be better defensively than Kisner. And it's, no matter what, I think his baseline is better offensively than both. Give him a catcher that's better than both of them, then he will he will start to play Herrera more than more than we think. Um, the Pools thing, I think right now they're trying to give him as many at bats as possible just for the home run stuff. But eventually, they're gonna stop playing him. Like they're gonna have to. Yepes, Yepes to me is going to be your full time DH at some point, and then mixing and matching with Brendan Donovan. They just Pools does not fit into this lineup. I think uh, Donovan. If we're trying to play the better player, then Donovan should start over Carlson because he's probably better than Carlson. Um, and there's nowhere else he can really play besides Carlson's spot. That's a that's a hard hitting question. I don't agree. Um, I don't agree. You don't. I mean. Donovan, however, this is like imagine Jeff McNeil, um, but with even better plate discipline, with like a fifteen walk percentage. Now, yeah, I I think that's better than Carlson. Yeah, um, Carlson is really struggling now points big game. I don't think Carlson's bad. I th- I think I don't think he's bad, but I just I don't know where else you can put him. You can't really put him at DH. That's where the Yepes goes. Can't put him. The only other place you could put him is in the outfield. He doesn't play. And he's he's not uti- He's not versatile. And Donovan, I think, is just a better hitter than him. And I think the defense might be slightly worse, but. Oh, the defense is a lot worse. But I don't yeah, think I don't think Carlson's as good as defense as good a defense as you guys think he is. I don't know. It's just Donovan's really bad at right. Donovan is not an outfielder. That that's the yeah. thing. The the thing in my head that yes, you can play him every once in a while in the outfield. He to me, he cannot be your everyday right fielder. That would just. Did you see the play today? He he just fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Carlson was... would make that play. Like Carlson, Carlson isn't play. like a great defender or anything, but it's. Like, the gap is pretty obvious. Like, also, like, we can't forget about, like, what Carlson did offensively last year. He's pretty young, too. I don't – even though – But if, if we really need to play Carlson, then I don't think you could justify it yet, but I think Tommy Edmond is, is definitely going to regress. And when that happens, I think you could definitely justify playing Donovan. I, I think so. Edmond has been regress, regressing a last month. He, he has, but he's yeah. kind of like steady he's out backwards. at 120. He, he regressed to 120, and then he's kind of just stuck around that for a bit. He's he's hitting the ball harder than he ever has, like, consistently. Do you want to know my honest opinion out of all, all the players right now? I would, about to trade Tommy Edmund. I think I would not have Donovan be an everyday starter, personally. Yeah, He's just too good of a hitter to for, for me to not play him. Even in his slumps, he's going to take at least a walk every five at-bats. And there's not a problem with that being the guy that's on your bench and, and you can use as the, the guy that you can randomly do pinch hits. Like, knowing how Ali Mar- Marmol manages, I think having Donovan as your super utility guy that gets three or four starts a week, to me, would be better than having him start every day over Carlson. 
because also I think Brendan Donovan will regress a lot more than or will regress more than what he's playing up to now, and he already has within the last couple of weeks. I mean, it was like it was a couple games slump, and then right back today, he's just, he was good again. Yeah, I I'm just not a big fan of like Donovan's been great like at all levels. That, I don't like guys when their OBP is higher than their slugging percentage. That's all that says but, to me that he's an on-base guy who is yeah. awesome. Is he going to always be a 400 on-base percentage guy? I don't think so. Like, but 360 to 370, yes. Like the thing, like it isn't some random uh, peak um, for him to just walk a lot or to have some elite plate discipline. Like Donovan is a really good hitter. Okay. Yeah, then... you, like like think about it. You don't see too many guys who walk more than they strike out yeah. at age twenty five in their first season. It's, it's not very common. I and I'm... it looks and it and the thing is, it looks sustainable right now. Like, yeah, he's not like he's not getting lucky. I'm just I'm just not I I don't know. If you going back to saying that. He's going to be around a 360 on base type of guy. I mean, Carlson, what was he like? Three, close to 350 last year on base percentage, age 22. Like, I don't think, I don't think he's a legitimate better player than Carlson. I mean, I, unless you're saying right now, sure, fine. I still would rather play Carlson. I think there's a lot more there that Carlson could add to the lineup because when you already have like a, a slappy type of hitter, like, well, Eddie, I mean, Carlson. Is a slappy type of hitter. He's not a power hitter. Yeah, he's, he's not even. Hitter. His power is completely tapped. Like it, it's, it's, it's about it's, it's about the same right power now. as Donovan. Like when you think about it, it's he. Carlson's power is higher there right now. It's I don't it's, know why it's never been there in his entire time in the majors. It's really not been there at all. Like he's not lifting the ball. Like he, well, uh, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's it was it's it's weird because in the minors that was one of his best abilities to just power it and hit the ball hard. But that that's what like, keeps me like attached to him. And I I think we end- I mean we just haven't seen any sort of power hitting like that at the majors. We just haven't. I think what worries me the most about him right now is that sure you can look at the the strikeout percentage and say it's only fourteen and a half percent, but why is that? Yeah, if you're not, is it because, not to hit it, what's the point? Yeah. Is it because you're hitting more balls that you shouldn't be hitting? Or are you being selective? And his walk percentage is five and a half percent. That's telling me he's not taking as many pitches. Um the chase percentage I believe is also lower. And the whiff percentage is also much lower. So overall that's showing you that yeah, his out of zone contact is up like fourteen percent. Showing you that he's being more aggressive for the wrong reasons. I man, I just yeah, I don't like that because it just it felt like coming up he was going to be a great discipline guy, and yeah. and that's a disciplined guy who could hit the ball hard, and that's just not what he's been at the majors. He's uh, doing what Bader should do, which he Bader's doing that. Yeah, Carlson does not need to do that. Bader does not have the hard hitting power potential that Carlson has. And he doesn't. And Carlson doesn't have the speed, but that Bader does. Yes. I, I, to me, I don't know. I, I guess right now I'm, I'm leaning towards. I'm obviously leaning towards Carlson. Give it another month and a half. 
then we can have this conversation, I guess. I think the bigger conversation is, do you trade Carlson when, like, around the time Walker is up? Yeah. And or yeah, I mean, we got to think about either. Walker, too. Well, dude, dude, I – Kyle Reese said something that started getting me to think. Center field. Center field, like, start him there at least. Just start him there. Yeah. The th- yeah, the weird thing is, like, you never know about someone's actual, like, speed tool. Until they're like really up in the majors, like Jay Julio Rodriguez was like a forty-five run. Dude, all of the Cardinals' fast players, we did not talk about any part of that game before they came up. We never talked about Bader. We never talked about O'Neill. We never even brought up like Sosa's speed or Edmund's speed. Like that's you're, Those, you're, yeah. you're right about that. Like I, we don't know. Like everyone just calls Mason Wynn fast because they're low key racist. Like, no, 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 no. Okay, no, no. Mason Wynn is actually like no, no. But fast, I'm saying like, we like... only talk about his his speed. Like <laughs> it was a little joke I was making, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, they're never gonna they're never gonna call a white guy or an Asian guy fast, sadly, because racism. And I mean, Jordan Walker, he does not look like someone that would be fast. But we don't. Yeah, know. we get more stereotypes because they just see yeah. it's home run either, and they think that he can't be fast. Yeah. yeah. Really. Either either he's like a Paul Goldschmidt type and he's a really good base runner, but is like mediocre in speed. Like we're seeing him still bases and be a good base runner in the minors, or he's like J Rod and has really good speed that no one is talking about because of his size. Dude, I remember I remember nothing. Like, I remember the last couple of years when talking about Julio Rodriguez, they're like, oh, he's easily a corner outfielder, never going to be playing. That center. man is fast. That man is fast. Yeah. No, and this is what gets me intrigued about, intrigued about Walker. He is big, but he's actually pretty slim for someone 6'5". Yeah, like. You're going to tell me and, he can't be at least Aaron Judge? That, like. Athletic, athletic. So, yeah, the way that athletes are built now, in terms of like being like that size, like six five to six seven, doesn't necessarily limit your speed, because like you don't have to worry about knee injuries as much, right? Um, and the athleticness in genes, um, it's better fit for speed. I don't know why, or actually, we've evolved as humans, but like. That stereotype's now gone where a big person is slow. Like it, it's really hard to judge a speed tool until like you really get it measured consistently. You're not gonna see a guy run full out speed every like every at bat. This is where I wish we could have like a baseball savant for Oh, I love it. Why I yeah, like I love that Palm Beach the Palm Beach team has it, but it's just Oh yeah, Tommy Jew. Like- Tommy Jew. <laughs> Yeah, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, is he still in the Cardinal system? Um, I heard something about it, like in April. I can't remember. That was the man. That was the Palm Beach man. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's so it's so fun seeing um data for like a ball players because like you, you get to see the sneaky good prospects. You get to see some pitch data that you never see. It's not as reliable in the um, DSL. I was talking to someone about this yesterday, um, how you really can't rely too much on previous pitch data until they're up in, like, A-ball. Because, um, like, pitches in the DSL are either, like, in a bat, four pitch for a walk, three pitch for a strikeout, one pitch for a ball in play. So that's never reliable. 
Um, so yeah, I can't like the evil savant is so fun. Seeing Tink hit hints every five days, it's the best. Tommy Drew is in the St. Louis system. Is, is he still on Palm Beach? No, Peoria. Ooh, he's in. He's he's moving up. How old is yeah, he? Yeah, forty. How old is he? Forty-seven WRC plus at the age of twenty-four. Ah, that's. <laughs> he doesn't have a minor league career very soon. Um, I can go see him this this year. But like, so you would what, what would you guys think about at least trying Walker in center? I do think eventually he's a left fielder or right fielder though. Um, then I wonder if you play because it depends on. I would love to see him in center. I would maximize his value. Yeah, I would. It depends on depends on injury risk long term and how bad Eric Carlson is doing. Right now, I'd rather have him in right field because Bader's a much better player at the moment. Um, and you can – Carlson does have a lot of trade value if you want to get some pitching. But, uh, like, we have like we have a lot – we have a lot of players, I think, around the major league ready that we could trade for the pitching. And this is where it gets interesting on where Mosellock – and Gersh kind of like towards because there's no way there's no way they look at this pitching staff right now and say this is it like this is what we're gonna go through this year. They're gonna make moves. They're gonna have to make moves. This team is too talented offensively for them not to make moves to put the pieces around together. There is no way at this point that they can look at the team and say we cannot contend. A because like the, the offensive course they one of the best that I've seen in years. B, the Dodgers look vulnerable for once. They're not sweating, of course. Um, they're still really good. But, like, they actually look like a beatable team for the Cardinals. Um, and C, same reason. There's not, like, a C to that. But, yeah, if you had some pitching, I would be confident. And, like, this year has been, like, the only year where like, I haven't been reactive. Um, to many of the games, losses happen. But like at this point in June, I'm more confident than I was last year. I I will say we're not getting blown out. A lot of the losses that we've taken this year could have been one if the pitching was better. You know what I mean? Can you? Yeah, none of the losses are even like mentally jarring losses. It's like oh, well, it's that happened. We could have won that. Well, what walk off was it? They lost Taylor Walls? No, yeah, that wasn't even a, like, a bad one, though. No, no, that not was like that a, one. Oh, the... No, the Pete Alonzo one. That one. Oh, yeah, that was the worst. That one was the bad one. I think that was the worst. Because you had about the Mets, real quick. I also want to say, right now, at this very moment, I'm telling you right now, the Braves are a better team than the Mets. The Braves will overtake the Mets. The Mets are not that great. They will be overtaken. I know that they don't have Scherzer or DeGrom yet. Their offense is not good. Everyone calls it fucking amazing. It's not. They're fucking lucky. I'm telling you right now, the Braves will be better. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to make my mark right now and say the Braves are going to win the NL East. I can't agree with the last part. Um, the Braves have to come back before DeGrom gets back. They're, they're already games. kind of doing that right now. They're, but it's four and a half. It's four and a half games. Oh, no, actually five and a half. Is it five? Nope. Five games right now? Five games. They're, they're about to win right now. The Mets are not going to – the Mets are going to – like, dude, try, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something about the Mets. Anytime they start off hot, I just – you just have to know 
that they're going to fall. Like this happens every single year. The culture within the Mets organization doesn't get talked enough and about enough about being a losing organization. And I don't want to get into this. I don't like getting into this. They're just not a winning culture, and they will not be a winning culture. I mean, the, the, this team kind of it, it seems different. The offense isn't great. I'm not really moved by it long term. However, there it's still like a really well built team. I'm not. I can't really say come back for the Braves is guaranteed. Um, they the Braves have to like overtake the division and be up like three games before the uh, the Mets get shirts and bring out back. So there's a timeline for that. I don't know. The Mets offense reminds me just a lot of what the Brewers offense has been within the last couple of years. They're much- no, they're much better. They're much better. I don't know. I yeah, Brewers Brewers offense is, is not this year, obviously. Like, you know how they just start putting up to pieces like Marcana, yeah. Whatever. I don't Marcana is like a decently the, the underrated thing is a, a, like a annoying thing. He's a he's an actual good hitter. Um Pete Alonso is a great hitter. No matter how you put it. Um they have like five uh, average to above average guys in the lineup. It's the, just the not, Brewers don't have that. But the Mets, like when you're comparing, like say our offense to the Mets, I I I know this is very biased of me. I think our offense is a lot better. Yeah. I don't I think that's biased. That. I think you're just correct. Yeah, that's correct. And there's something about our offense and I guess even the Braves, like Obviously, the Dodgers. I mean, at this point, the Braves I, offense shouldn't move me. What? The Braves offense. I, I mean, I can't say it's that deep either. I don't think it's that deep, but it has a. I like. I like how they constructed it a little bit better than I like how they kept it. <laughs> and it has, to, it has to do with just having core pieces like Acuna and Olsen. Obviously, Olsen has not been playing up, but. But, Contreras out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, Swanson is Swanson really going to keep this up? Uh, Aston Riley's. I don't know. Uh, like, think about it: Acuna, Riley, Olson, Swanson, Contreras, and you have pieces like randomly. Like I, I know it's not a popular one, but like Marcelo Zuna. I mean, no, he just sucks. He's yeah. ass. He's done. He's done. I think I, I think I saw the ten home runs and and that's all I saw actually. So I take that back. But Eddie when he's healthy, casual, casual fan, doesn't know ball. Eddie Rosario. Yeah. Um, oh no, he's been. Oh god. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. No, the the Braves' offense isn't. I think that. it's. I think it's ours is better. Like, than- okay. Like Adam Duvall has a fifty nine WRC plus. Like let's let's. He has a negative four. I, I can't really say that the, the Braves' success is sustainable given the teams that they play um, in a stretch. Even though beating bad teams isn't bad. You're supposed to do that. But I don't think that they're like a good offense or anything. I chill on that. I just hate the Mets. I think the Mets will win the division by five games. Yeah. 
I don't think they're. Don't do a, I don't think they're a deep playoff team. Also, your Marlins. What, what did you have the Marlins for the season, Jeff? Like second place. But they're twenty-seven and thirty-one. They're not going to be in last place. I can tell you that. Okay, I didn't say they're going to be in last place. I thought they'd be a fourth. Yeah, everyone in the Nets would be in last place. But like, dude, they have a positive run differential. Would you guys run differential? Yeah. No, I don't care. Don't care. I do not care, bro. Dude, if they would have let Jazz just be Jazz, this wouldn't be a fucking Okay, no, no, let's be fair. Let's jazz, be honest. Jazz, j- jazz unsustainable. Player, if an entire team hates a player, then it is not. Then that maybe, player is maybe, the one wrong. If it was, maybe, like, just the manager, if it was, like, just the manager, but no, it seems like the entire team does not like him. Maybe Jazz just uh, shut up and, and play and be a humble player like uh, Yadi and Marlene are close. Sounds like he's not hustling. Um, Ali Marmol would get that straight, straightened yeah, out. Well, Ali Marmol would. Yeah, Ali Marmol would take him to the locker room and. Maybe Jazz isn't hustling because the Miami Marlins aren't trying to aren't trying to win. I uh, are they? I, I wouldn't say that. They're clearly in a transition period. Their pitching is good. I can't. Also, yeah, even, can't. even if you're going to use a run differential, I'm just, I'm pretty sure they still have the fourth best run differential in the division. I know. I'm just I'm just trying to come up with positives about the Marlins. No. Uh, no, actually, did, did you have them second place or third place? I don't remember. I don't know. I I didn't have them winning the division. I didn't have them being in last. I don't think I I know. I know. I mean, someone needs to bring that up before it's the season or make predictions. But I'm hey, there's sure a lot of season left. I'll tell you one thing. Philly is not a good team either. Yes, they are. They're better than the Marlins, easily. Yeah. The Phillies are the most fun, mediocre team. I mean, it's because, yeah, well, they have, like, fucking, <laughs> they have like five good players. They got two good defenders up the middle. Uh, They could actually be a decently, like, yeah. like a decent threat. They're going to they're gonna sign Correa next year and, be, and win 95 oh. games. No, they won't. No, they won't. I say no, we trade them Paul DeYoung. Ooh. Honestly, they that is actually a good idea. They probably like would. That. That's kind of smart. Unironically? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they would take that. They would definitely take that, actually. I, unironically. Who would yeah. I Yeah. Who would I want? It would actually be a good fit. Like, he would actually probably do well there. Yeah, the question is, who do you want from their bullpen? Because you're not getting, you're not getting, like, F. Uh, would you? Could you get Eflin in a package? I don't want him. The problem with the problem with the Phillies is they don't have a lot of depth when it pitches. Yeah, they only have good players that would not uh, be traded for Paul DeYoung. Yeah, dude, I would take Hans Kraus. I don't know if they would send us that. Um, really, I want what's my. Aaron, what's Aaron Nola's contract situation looking like? Player option next year. Yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Paul they're DeYoung not, for Aaron Nola. That's what they're I'm not gonna. Yes, I, that sounds fair. That sounds fair. Um, I'm yeah, like to... their rotation's actually decently good. Yeah, like, like when you have Rangers Suarez is like your four or five starter. They 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 just have a defense and bullpen problem. Yeah, that's a big problem because like you can't and they have and nine offensive depth. Offensive depth, they don't have any of that. I mean, I think you could legitimately have Schwarber probably in left and be fine in Philly, but you have to have a great defensive center fielder. 
You have to have an amazing. Uh, okay, who? You, I'm, I'm, I've seen this. Like, Meyer. This Philly no, Meyer. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You couldn't wait. You couldn't Bryce say you've more. What? That's their top prospect. Um, second baseman, Bryson Stott. Is he good at defense? Not a big enough sample. Um, I don't know. I mean, you could you could probably put Stott at because uh, you're gonna have kids to throw at second, aren't you? Oh wait, no, no. I I think it may be this. Maybe we package Bader and DeYoung for like. Why would you oh, trade Bader at this point, though? Because they're not gonna resign him when he has his no, contract. We, we talk they're not gonna resign him when he when his contract ends and like after next year, they're not gonna do it. But like that's not a that would be a selling move and not no a, no not if we tra- not if we trade not if we package Paul Bader and DeYoung for Aaron Nola. It's not. We're not. not but why who are we, you putting in center this year? Like. Bader and center gives you Carlson can play center. It kind of sucks. Carlson can play center. He sucks at it. But so you fun. so you lose value. I, I I'd rather have Aaron Nola. I'd rather have Aaron Nola than a good center. They're not going to give you Aaron Nola. Yes, they that's will. That's just that's not a win-win trade. That's like a that's a yes. trade that helps neither team. That yeah, it's a self-sabotage trade. I will say Kevin Kiermaier to the Phillies is going to happen. Um, you heard it first. Somehow, somehow the Rays are going to get Nick Abel in return. Um. <laughs> Remember when we were begging for uh, Abel in the draft? Yeah. And then guess who we got? We got it, Walker. I I yeah, I could not ask for a better draft that year. Oh my god! We got Tim Tebow, Mason Wynn, and Walker in one draft, and Burleson, right? Yeah, yeah I, I feel yeah. Like, I feel like we should trade Burleson before he comes up. Because if he comes up, where are you playing? If he, if he comes up, yeah. and potentially sucks. If he comes up and potentially sucks, and he would lose a lot of value. Oh, that's a big I'm, possibility. That's a big I'm, possibility too, because his play discipline is stinky. I'd be so down. Yeah. Okay. So, so trade him. Trade him before he he, he sucks at the major league level. Trade yeah. him. Dude, trade Moises Gomez. Trust me. Trust me. That sounds easier said than done. I don't know. He already did that. I don't know when to, if you want to trade a player that you just fixed. I don't think many organizations do that. I mean, but like, like the problem with the Cardinals is they have too many like left field, right field, DH type of hitters. Um, that can be a good thing sometimes because you can just cycle through them. I guess, but like, who do you think is probably better long term, Juan Pez or Moises Gomez? I, That's like, true. Then at a certain point, you do what the Yankees did, and you just unload someone for like a John Carlos Stanton type contract. Yeah, but I do. At some I, point, you're gonna see the Cardinals do that. I do think it's best to trade Burleson and not have him ever be in the majors. Um. Yes, to a point. Because his floor is much lower than Carlson's. Yeah. Because he has no place defensively. I think team, teams have all the data, so they know that. So it's not like his – Well, not every, not every team is smart. Not every but, team is smart. That's true. That's true. There are that's teams true. that could probably utilize him as a DH type of hit. But I would, I would say there are a lot more smart teams than dumb teams. There are like five dumb teams in the league at this point. No, maybe, maybe we just trade Alec Burleson to the Rockies for like <laughs> – 
Herman Marquez. Dude, he would hit 50 home runs there. Marquez. Nope. I'm not taking Marquez. I'm not trading for Marquez. Actually, probably not for Burleson, because that might be too much value. But, I mean, I think he's a good buy-low guy. Dude, I'm still not at the point of ready to trade Carlson. I think – this off, I think this off season or next tr- next year's trade deadline is when we think to move one of the outfielders. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not big on giving up on guys who are 23. Like, yeah, um, I already said something about it. Like, you don't just just because they don't come up and play like Juan Soto doesn't mean you give up on them immediately. He doesn't have a thousand at bats. Um, he'll adjust at some point. He's not even 25 yet. I, so, I also think that it's more likely for them to explore trades with Tyler O'Neill and Harrison Bader than before Carl. O'Neill? I think um, would, depending on I, how he I plays, think uh, one of O'Neill or Bader or maybe even both get traded by like this time next year. Though one of them. Who's in left? Who's in center? What? Actually, give me Judge. Give me Judge. Yeah, you think, uh, you, you think Bill DeWitt's going to spend the $400 million? Yeah, I don't think Aaron, Judge, like, <laughs> Aaron Judge is the type of guy I don't think would come to St. Louis either. I mean, I, why? There's not – Why? He's that's, not going to be like some big market. Dude, like, I'm pretty guy. sure he's going to be a Yankee. I, I think a lot of players are recognizing St. Louis as a big St. Louis market. I think most players are just going to go to the team that gives them the most money. Right? And that's yeah. not going to be the Cardinals. They don't do that. I'm just, I, I, I don't players. think they are either. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's gonna join because I don't think the Cardinals <clears throat> would ever give him that money. Dude, I don't think the Cardinals would ever go over two fifty in free agency, two hundred fifty million dollars for on a deal. Unless it's their own player. Yeah, unless it's yes. their own player. <clears throat> like, um, actually, I don't know what player was gonna get. That. I was gonna say a prospect when I when I even at that point. Look, the thing that I'm most interested in this offseason is, depending on how Flaherty pitches this year, they have to get him on an extension or it's done. Oh, I'm on my knees. It's not happening. I, I already, like, it's very it's, – I don't know. Likes- I don't know why everyone says this. Thing. I think it is. I think it is. You think it's I think done? He, he really likes St. Louis. Does he actually? Like, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, like, he really likes St. Louis. Honestly, and everyone just assumes he's this guy that just wants to be in LA. Dude, fucking Nolan Arenado lives in LA. He fucking loves it there. Does that mean he's gonna go play for the Dodgers? No. Like just because they and also the Dodgers don't realistically need Flaherty, but doesn't mean they won't do it. I don't see a lot of teams in the league. Maybe the I could see the Astros actually, but I don't think he would go there. Hundred Well, the Dodgers have to pay okay, their guys no, no, no. Year anyway. We need to stop with this. Oh, he wouldn't go. Most players will go to the team that offers them the most money. Yes, yes. We need, but like, I we think need to stop Louis this. Would 100%. Would go there because I think but, I think also the Cardinals recognize he's that guy. I don't know if they do. They do. Based on the fact that they are giving him his time and not rushing him yeah. um, back, um, I think they recognize that they do need him, and he is their ace. They know. Like, yes. I, that's why I'm saying like they have to get an extension done this offseason or it's not it's not gonna happen. He's not gonna they're not, Yeah, they're not they're not wasting him and maximizing his art mark while he's here. Like he's they're actually saving him long term. That's been their goal. 
and and he speaks very highly when it comes to the organization. He's never actually spoke. Okay, well, well, that's never that's, said that's shit kind about of a bad Steelers. point. Like, what is he supposed to say? Is he supposed to like shit talk the organization? But there's like, also no, been like okay, really okay, the only option, the only option to be bought. in person though. The, the I think the bigger thing is we've heard leaks about like Giolito. You you've heard leaks about a lot of players not being happy with their front offices. Like Flaherty hasn't been like that. We've heard talks about trying to get extensions. Like arbitration is like arbitration. Like every player is going to be unhappy during then. But I don't think yeah he really doesn't hate St. Louis from what I've heard. And and another thing you got to think about Flaherty like if Flaherty also definitely sees the core that we're building and probably wants to be a part of it. Like this is the team he's been with his whole entire career we're building some we're starting to build something like this year. i i do think that he would consider it it's if they give him what he wants and then they can negotiate a good point i mean i think i think as long as the cardinals want him and want him to pay him the money they'll stay but i the cardinals are just not that they're cheap bill the wit is a cheap ass not when it are comes they, to are they, are, not they're, they're, they're they're cheap with agency outside of their organization. Yeah. They paid up for Wayno. They paid up for Yachty. I mean they paid up for Goldie. They they paid up for Adam. They paid up for Wayno and Adam or wait not wait not Wayno and Adam. Wait him and Yachty because um they knew if he didn't ticket sales would be down. That was that was an investment. That was an investment that Bill the Wit was making. Fair. But but also Flaherty is the investment for your entire. No 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 no. They paid for Yachty like in two thousand was it eleven or twelve? It was sometime. No, it was before Pujols was a free agent. Like no, they 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 paid up for Wayno when he was a free agent. Like, how much did they give him? I don't. Even wasn't know. it the contract until like twenty eighteen twenty nineteen? Because they I, paid I up for Matt Holiday. Were like extremely huge. They were big. But they weren't and, mega deals by any stretch. I also think that Flaherty. I don't know. I, I'm just thinking more points. I think Flaherty wants to be that guy on, in the rotation too. Like I think he thrives off of being the ace kind of mentality. Like 2013. Oh, go ahead. I don't know. I I think he likes St. Louis. I agree with you, Peyton. I think it's a good fit here. It just people think it's not a good fit for whatever reason. Just, because you have a bunch of fans that are progressive and hate to talk, or in quote, hate to talk politics because their politics don't agree with it. And they're homophobic or racist or all of the above. But their, politics work, but their politics work when the Rays don't want to wear the LGBT. Okay, I, exactly. I feel like people don't understand that, like, any, any fan base, if Jack Flaherty on any team would get shit from like yes. conservative fans. It's not a Cardinals problem. It's a yeah a world yes. problem. Dude, even but, if so, I think it would. I think it would. Yeah, and I think with that, any anyone would assume that he doesn't like it there. I think that that would be the automatic assumption with him. By the well, way, I, I, I got, guarantee. Wayno, hold on. Goes to Wayno got. Now go ahead. Go ahead. Wayno got five years, ninety-seven point five million, twenty fourteen to twenty eighteen. Yachty got four years, 15 mil. No, no. Five years, 75 mil, 2013 to 2018. 
Dog, those are not even a hundred million dollar contracts, dude. They're not get, even look at the time it was. It like look at look at yeah. They they paid up for. There, it's, that's nearly a hundred. That's nearly a hundred mil. So probably, I don't know. Yeah. I for I, those I, years. I think they would give Flaherty like I don't think Flaherty is like in the, is going to get anything near thirty million. I think he's going to be probably be more around twenty to twenty five. Um, um, um. I mean, he's going to be what twenty seven? No, if we're talking about extension this this upcoming off season. But okay, like, let's think of this. When he's a free agent, how old is he? Twenty seven, twenty eight. Twenty seven, twenty eight. So he's going to have. About five more years, guaranteed. Three years of uh, being great. So you're gonna pay for those first three years. If he's really good this year, and assuming he's really good next year, he's certainly gonna get like 28 mil at least. That's a top 10 pitcher potentially. But I'm going back. I'm going back to thinking that that it has to be done this this off season. And I think that if you offered him what 125 for for no, honestly, if you did four years, 100 mil extension this off season, and and taking out his next year's contract, so you buy out three years of free agency, I think that could get done. And I, I think this would be done. Does he do four years though? I feel like he do six years. Give him six years. You want six years? I don't think Flaherty would accept four years. No way. Six years, six, 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 seven, six or seven. Okay, so then take him to age thirty-five. So if we did, if we did one fifty million for six years, this off season, you think he would accept? What? That's twenty-five a year. Twenty-five a year. Um, six for six years. Yes. I hope it's always thirty-five. Yeah. But, the, but no, no. But this buys out. No, this buys out one of his. That buys out his last. I movie. mean. Yeah, yeah. I, and you could I always so. back, you could always backload it too, so he doesn't make twenty-five the first year, or structure it interesting, however you want to do it. I think you could I, give him. Because also, you have to think about outside of the rotation. Uh, in the rotation, the only guy signed long term right now is Mats. I'm pretty sure Michaelis is a free agent after next year. I despise the Mats contract already. Dude, it's bad. I, okay, it's but not, it's only eleven a year. Nah, Mats is not bad. Mats is it's not bad. It's not that Mats is bad. It's just I hate that he was the long term guy. But the the contract is tradable. I don't, That's I don't think I don't think four years is that long. There's a. It's gonna feel so long at some point. But but to think about it, it's only eleven a year. You can sign if Flaherty is truly your guy. You're going to give him the money because oh yeah, you don't have anyone in the rotation signed long term. Michaelis is a free agent soon, and he's not even making over twenty million dollars a year. I would assume that probably going to re-sign Wainwright for another year. Whatever. Please fine. no. Please God no. It's gonna happen. Please, no. No. But the Dude, whole- at some point, at some point, you have to like Libertor is gonna. Be knocking on. I mean, I don't think Libertor is like a top tier starter or anything, but you don't want to have him start, right? Um, you can't have Wayne right for another year. You, that just can't happen. With with Yachty gone, what's the point? I don't know. I feel like Wainwright might come. I don't think he's gonna come back. I feel like there's a chance he comes back to try to maybe like 
boost his Hall of Fame case. He's going to try and get to the 200 wins. That's not going to boost his Hall of Fame case. It so. probably will. I mean, he's going to he's gonna merge in off the defense. He can do it next year. He's going to get to 200 wins some way, somehow. It's They're going to allow him to do it, too. Um, <sighs> and the problem is, is, I mean, if you go off of just straight-up ERA and FIP, he's doing solid. Now, is he actually a good pitcher? Probably. How does he even have an ERA under three? Someone answer that. Like, how, how is it possible that he has an ERA under three right because now? His FIP is three point five. I, I don't know. Like, it, it yeah, feels I mean, like every other he has a three point five FIP. I don't know why you're acting like he's horrible. I it's I, every just just because he's boring to watch does not make him horrible. I I think if you have to choose between between having Wainwright and Hudson in your rotations, Wainwright every day for this year, next year, for yeah. There, there's something there's something that probably I Peyton be honest is because he doesn't strike out a lot of guys and his whip is kind of high. Yes, his walk percentage has increased this year. And and I do agree, but the fact his FIP is three point five, I'm fine with another year of him as I'm long as as long as you're adding Montas. But the problem. Thing that I've been starting to think about is if you go out and acquire Montas, he's a free agent at the same time as Flaherty. You're not going out to acquire Montas, and this is not what the Cardinals do. They don't just go out and acquire a guy that's a bigger name and a bigger impact player and then not keep him. So if you're going out and acquiring Montas, that means to me they're throwing in the the, the red flag, the white flag for Flaherty and and his long term with Saint. Not really. No. Just thinking about how they they work. I mean, they can just kind of like replace Michaelis, the money that Michaelis is making with yeah. Montas money because the same time Flaherty becomes a free agent is the same time Michaelis uh, comes tr- off the I books. want to make sure it's, not, it's after 2023 and not 2024. No, no, no. Wait, when is – okay, let me, let me – Michaelis expires like the year – is it the year after – no, the year before? Um, it says Michaelis is due to make seventeen million in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. Yeah, no. Yeah, so, so after, yeah, next year, after next year, he is, a, he is a free agent after next year. So okay, fine. Okay. So yeah, you can just replace the money Michaelis is making with Montas money. Yeah, like no, like let, let's be honest. Um, they they probably give Clarity a contract in the spring, right? You can't really give anyone else a contract, or hypothetically, they don't want to give anyone else a contract until Michaelis is gone. So, winter twenty, uh, winter next year, you can extend Montes. It's not, and you like won't a, be pay, you won't be playing paying Wayne right after. So legit, the only guy after twenty twenty three that's still in the rotation is Matts, and it's in for two more years. So twenty two million. And they're not gonna bring out like a bunch of garbage guys. They're gonna want to extend their ace. Um, hopefully, Jenkins is moving around quickly enough. Um, Persefo, I I hope he can strike out batters above Double A. But yeah, they're gonna. I mean, Jenkins is gonna move up quickly. Um. They don't want to extend Flaherty. Like, their rotation is going to be on cheap money, if I'm going to be honest. And their only main thing of concern is deciding if they want to pay 
guys like Bader and extending Goldschmidt and O'Neill. Because at that point, you're going to have a bunch of rookie contracts like Walker, Wynn, um, Herrera. Donovan's going to be arbitration. A lot of these guys are going to be in arbitration years. Like, you're not going to be paying a lot of guys past 2024. And we've already kind of talked about they're not going to pay both O'Neal and and Bader. Yeah. One of them is gone, and it might might even be both. And, and like, honestly, like, what's – when's Goldschmidt a free agent? 2025, I think. Okay, so – I think he has this year, next year, and then the year after that, and then he's a free agent. So, realistically, past 2025, you only have one big contract, and that's Arenado for a couple more years. Yes. they they have the they definitely have the room to make these deals, and I that's why I don't think it's that crazy to think that they will give Jack Flaherty money. Yeah, like the rotation will be dirt cheap because like they're not gonna have payroll concerns. Like there's no bad contract unless you want to talk Arenado, which is not a bad contract right now. And 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 think about it, and and I think Brady talking about investment, it's also an investment to make the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, it is. That's, that's the only reason like any teams spend money. Yeah, and so it's because it's profitable to make the playoffs, especially when you have a cheap young core. I think this is the time to push in for Flaherty and another big time pitcher. Yeah, I guess what if it's Montas? Um, sorry, and like if the Cubs rebuild as soon as it hypes up to be, um, they're gonna want to. <laughs> they're gonna want to fill the stadium. With like Walker versus like PCA, or the the Brewers are gonna still be competitive with their pitching development. The Pirates are gonna be really good. The Central's, the Central's gonna be really good. I don't know. I don't, don't know, I, don't know if, I don't know if the Pirates can develop pitching. Uh, yeah. they can. They'll be fine. Um, I don't know. As soon as Ryan's when Contreras shuts us out on Tuesday, when Contreras shuts us out on Tuesday, I don't want to hear anything. Um, anyways, Mitch Keller was a fail. Well, that's because yeah. Clay, be- Clay Holmes became fucking Mariano Rivera as soon as he well, left Pittsburgh. Mitch Keller has garbage fastball shit. Uh, Contreras has great fastball And Joe Musgrove they left Pittsburgh and is now going to win the side. But Musgrove was good in Pittsburgh. I don't know what we're talking about. He had like one decent year in 2020. Oh, was good there. didn't count. And then, anyways, and then he got better when he went to the Padres. They, I don't think they maximize their pitchers. That's the anyways, that's besides the point. That's besides the point. And also, okay, Clay Holmes, like Clay Holmes, is so disgusting. How like he is Mariano Rivera now, and he's and he sucked in Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure he sucked. But um, anyways, they're gonna want to fill up the stadium, but the central actually being like decent or good. Um, and you're gonna have a bunch of young guys like Walker win that people are excited for like already like even the old heads are talking about them you know you know have gorman um age 25 so they're gonna big guys they don't want empty stadiums with these guys in the majors it, expect- it's gonna happen i i personally will bet that jack flaherty will be a st louis cardinal for a long time unless unless he's asked the rest of this year i, I will say we we haven't even thought about that. Like, if he's not very good this year, I I I don't know. I, but I I don't knowing Jack and just watching how he's pitched in his career, I don't think I think he's going to be very good. Yeah, um, from what I've heard, we're looking at an ace again. Um, 
He's hitting 95, 98 right now. And Remember that game Hatt. against the Cubs that he threw 99? Oh, yeah, against Ian Hatt. That was, oh, my that God. was beautiful. That was beautiful. We don't talk about that enough. It was, a, it was a hot gun, I think. It was like 98. It was like 98. But Still, though. Yeah. I, I think Andrew Miller, they had him at like 95 to 95 or something that game. Gun was hot. It also was oh on my God. You, you just reminded me of Andrew Miller. And, <laughs> oh, God. Andrew Miller and Jack Flair should not be in the same sentence. Um, <laughs> dude, I'm so excited to watch Flair. It's been so long watching it. It's been so long. Wait, not- I know for Monday. I want to see if I work because I want to go to that game. Badly. And where's it? That in St. Louis. Or I thought that was in Milwaukee. Is it in Milwaukee? Oh, if it's in Milwaukee, it sucks because you're gonna get just absolutely killed against Milwaukee. No, if he shuts, no, no, I don't know actually, because like he been good in Milwaukee last was, year. I this thought it was. Like, this is the worst Brewers offense in the last like four or five years. Yeah, like it, the thing is, it started out like decent though. They looked like they figured some things out, and now they just yeah. When you're relying on Renfro and and Rowdy Telez to be your best hitter in the lineup, the, the only way the Brewers' offense is good is if Rowdy Telez it's like like a 150 WRC plus, and that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not sustainable. Um, also, Willie Adamas is just who he is now. He's not. He's not an elite player. He's, yeah, the team. Steamer one. Steamer one. I'm not going to speak on Willie Adamas. I don't feel like getting in trouble. I I can't. Um, I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's bad, but he's not. Um, he's not a moving player. I I don't think he. Yeah, he's not like horrible. He's actually he's good. A, he's rather imagine, he's quite good actually. Imagine Paul DeYoung. Um, in 2019, if he stayed healthy, that is Willie Adamas. 110 WRC plus player. And probably hits uh, close to 30 home runs. Yeah. Solid defense. I like I don't hate Willie Thomas. I just don't like the, when they were talking about MVP for him. That was really fucking Yeah. I hate I hate this is just a sports thing. This isn't a baseball thing. This is every sport. In, in the sports world, you can't acknowledge that someone is having a good season with without bringing up MVP. Like sometimes, like can we just acknowledge that a player is having a good season without trying to make them MVP? Without trying to say yeah. that they're the MVP. It's <laughs> annoying. Expectations, the expectations set on players. Either you're an MVP generational player or you're bad. If a prospect is not uh, is not good, they're generational or bad. You, you like you never hear the prospect. Oh, this prospect is good. You hear, oh, he has generational kid talent. Like the, the the expectation sells everyone short eventually. Like in the NBA, if a player is a good role player, they're garbage. Yeah, like they're back. In the NHL, guy doesn't score forty goals. Oh, they're they're bad. But dude, uh, like Jordan Walker is going to be generational. Though. Okay, can that's 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 that's. It might be true. Let's temper expectations for now. <laughs> no, I, no, because like I was, I was say, I was thinking Carlson was going to be generational. He still could be, he still could be, but I, I do. Think, I I think a lot of people don't recognize the difference between really good prospects and like the elite of elite prospects that like stand apart from everyone. Yeah. Like the guys like seven to fifteen, really good. Um. Top three, uh, their floors are absolutely high. 
and their ceilings are like MVP, greatest of all time, all time players. Unless you uh, support for Torkelson and Adley Rutschman. <laughs> see, I, that's also the thing. You can't expect someone to perform that well in their first month. Yeah. Like, Payton, 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 Payton. You know when you brought up the fucking NBA and how NBA fans, like, they dog role players? You just remind yeah. me, I feel like the perfect description of, like, just don't crown someone an MVP. You can acknowledge they're having a good season. It's like fucking DeMar DeRozan. You remember when DeMar DeRozan MVP talks existed this year? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, that's, that's like, the, the worst. Like, that's the worst. You can, like, just, I would, you can just I would acknowledge be a, he's being good without like, players. Like, players would be so likable if really good seasons or good seasons weren't labeled as MVP seasons. And I had to see that twenty four seven, or someone didn't talk about that twenty four seven. You you can be happy for your player. It's just recognize elite from really good, and it's and like. A lot of it is people who really like sports and when they go into it. Like, if you're going into sports, you have to recognize how you talk about players and, like, the perception you're putting on players. Like, a lot of people will dislike a player, not because, like, the player themselves, but because how the media or other people or fans talk about them. Absolutely. I agree. Like, like the the rhetoric around, around players in 2022 is absolutely like terrible with the like criticism and um praise like there's never an in-between of hey this player is really good um like we're like i'm having 2018 a- lorenzo kane when they were trying to get him mvp night okay okay, yeah, okay but no season. he was actually like an mvp yeah he was player. an mvp that season um i think a good comparison could be like willie adamas I would oh, say Austin Riley last year. Oh, that's, that's no. the best, that's yeah. the biggest one, Austin Riley. Yes, or um, I hate to go there this early, but Wander Franco is a prospect from like everyone's reports. Like the expectations of him being like Harper, like when his power to is just like not like that. Like he's a really really good player. Uh, don't get me wrong, but like the expectations set on him of being like some Harper like prospect. That was annoying. Um, God, or NBA fans like like the ben like Simmons. top five players to like top ten players, like the Kobe discussion, like it's annoying. Oh my God, Kobe! It it, it annoys me. Like he he is <laughs> like fringe top ten, top fifteen, and he gets treated like uh like a like a historic. MJ LeBron type player. It's it's annoying. Yeah. And like the thing and that's like King Griffin in baseball. Like no one is saying they're bad or that they're like not an all time player. Like they were re- they were really good, like dominant their whole careers, but like comparing them to like the Babe Ruth, Barry Bonds, Michael Jordan, Le- LeBrons, that gets you into the position where you think your favorite players hate it. I think it's just self recognition. Some people lack that. I even do, but I don't know. Mini rant. Also unrelated, but I think Willie Mays is the greatest player of all time. Acceptable. Because he like all he is first in career war with no ash like like asterisks next to it because guys ahead of him either use steroids or played in segregated baseball with lesser competition. 
even though it's terrible. I guess, I guess performance. I, I don't. Use, I don't like to use like the, the like the lesser competition for eras. The only time I ever use it is for like segregation because your your competition was completely dwindled down from what it should be. Yeah, but like yeah, Babe Ruth was no doubt. Even though like era just it, would he be better in this era? Would he adjust the competition in this era? No doubt in my mind. Like elite athletes are elite athletes that adjust to yeah. competition. That's what like all time athletes do. But yeah, Willie Mays, yeah, it's acceptable. Because, you know, personally, I don't really care that much about steroids, but when it comes to, like, all-time debates, I, I do care about it. I love all-time debates in baseball because, like, no one nearly agrees on... Yeah, it's it's not nearly as toxic as, as like, basketball or football. Unless, yeah, even the Derek Jeter stuff is cooled down. Like, I think everyone acknowledges he was really good. And, and, and there's actually, like... Of a, a debate in baseball, it's in hockey. There's no debate. If you think it's anyone other than Gretzky, you're just wrong. Gretzky or this generation loves McDavid. Like David's really good, but he's well, we're just never going to see another Gretzky. I don't think. Yeah, Kairo, soon. So loading. <laughs> Kairo and Thomas. Those, those are the mid breaks there. Yeah, and ho- and hockey. The hockey fans are just. Toxic, but yeah, that debate is the easiest. Everyone says Gretzky. Don't, if, yeah, yeah don't there's no, there's no debate. You don't even have to be a hockey fan. Everyone just says Gretzky and gets on with it. It's it's like the cheap it's answer. Jesus, but it's completely right. McJesus is the goat. Oh yeah, respect McJesus. Uh, <laughs> top five already. Players, so um, also also I have a question. Who do you think's better all time, MJ or LeBron? Just curious. Dude, easy LeBron. It's not even. Close. <laughs> Um, I think LeBron's the most dominant. No, no, I think M- MJ had a better peak. MJ, like, peak, but he only played for 13 seasons. Yeah, MJ's peak was better. I think LeBron, like, duration. Le- LeBron just dominant. LeBron's just been dominant for, like, nearly 20 years. And you, yeah. when you're you, when you're dominant for that long, it's hard to not make you the GOAT. Yeah, like he's not like even ma- maybe that. if MJ came out of high school and was good right away, I th- if that happens, I think I would make him the the goat still, but that did not happen. Yeah, I think an underrated person in the debate is Cream. Yeah, Cream, Creaming even has the the longevity. It's even better than LeBron, and well, at least so far, in case. Yeah, you know, I guess there's always the chance that LeBron just playing never stops. I think the best question is always who's number four. Yeah, that's the best question because if you're t- your top three, the top three is easily Kareem, MJ, and LeBron. Yeah, no, that's the easy top that. three. But yeah, like, I'm not listening if you say anyone else. The yeah. number four. If you say anything like... else in that top three, then I just your opinion just, just really doesn't matter. Yeah, I think the number four is. Like, Top for one. Like he could go Larry. He could some people say magic. Uh Duncan say Shaq. Yeah, honestly. No, I was gonna say I was gonna try to throw Kevin Garnett in there because I really like him and I think he's underrated. But actually at this point, could you put Steph there? Uh if he ages well. If he ages well, I think four is great for him if he ages well. Yeah. Like, Which it I seems think... like he is. It seems like he is aging well. Even now he's so underrated. 
Like I know. I, I, I know. It it just hit me that he's probably at least top eight all time. In terms of peak, he's probably even greater than that, but Yeah. He started getting good at like kind of late in his career. Like for, for well compared to other greats. He was like yeah, twenty three. He was no, like no. twenty five when he had his first great season. It was twenty no twenty twelve. It was like around twenty twelve. Because I remember the Spurs playing them at some point. No, that was twenty thirteen. That was twenty thirteen. Yeah. But I like that was like that was like he was like really good, but I don't think he was elite in twenty thirteen. I think everyone saw it because he was just always injured. Yeah, he was injured, and it kind of felt like he was underperforming for the first couple of years of his career. Yeah, 12 And I remember that uh, that Warriors first series in 2013. I, I thought the Warriors might actually win that for a second. Really good team. Everyone could see that they're about to absolutely destroy the league. Yeah, all they, need, they just need to get rid of that, that garbage coach, Mark Jackson. Homophobic. I can't believe he gets credit for, for that. He shouldn't get credit. It's not a coincidence that the, the team like just instantly became a championship contender as soon as he left. Yes. And yes. Steve Kerr is not even like an all-time great coach. He's like he's decent, but um, I think uh, development-wise, he actually doesn't look like a bad coach. I, I feel like a lot of that development is just Steph Curry. You know, uh, Steph no. Curry is just the entire system. Shooting coaches. Shooting coaches. Shooting coaches are underrated in basketball. Like Jordan Poole fixed everything. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'm a Steph guy. I hope he wins his finals, and I hope that I want the Celtics to win. Actually, I don't care who wins. Celtics should win. Yeah, I have Celtics in six right now. I don't care who wins. This is a good. Not nah, Warriors have home court advantage, but home court, which which actually matters in basketball. Ah, uh, I mean, it definitely matters in basketball. It's like the only it it is it's very slightly relevant in football and baseball. It only really matters because stadium build around their parks. <clears throat> and <throat> I I don't even know. Does it actually exist in hockey? I haven't like done any. Everything is made up in hockey. Everything is made up in hockey. I don't think it, it exists in hockey. I think it actually depletes the team because. Um, as we've seen, the Blues get too emotional at, in a price center in the playoffs and take an enormous amount of penalties for no reason at all. I I, I don't think those things exist in hockey. I, I don't know. I'd have to – I need some super hockey nerd to whip up some numbers for me to look at. It's more of the refs that really affect everything. Yeah, but – but... but... Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it exists in hockey like that. But, yeah, we've covered every sport now. Yeah, everyone that matters. Because yes. if, if, if it is not popular in America, it doesn't matter. That's that's yeah. how everything works. Yes. World Cup is loading soon, but, like, MLS is loading soon, actually, next year. We'll be talking about that. Oh, yeah, um, I can't. Yeah, we're gonna be, I can't to talk about what's, that. What's the – is the St. Louis have, like, the St. Louis soccer team have, like, a mascot or anything? It's just St. Louis City. Okay, so we can't make like an inside the something joke. Inside inside the, inside the soccer ball. New podcast. Inside inside the city. Inside the city. Yeah, well, that well, sounds well, like a sports that, that sounds like a like a just a general St. Louis podcast, not a sports podcast. Yeah, we're 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 going around to some food. 
And next week we go to Joya's. <laughs> <laughs> you check out the hill. Charlie <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, yeah. We get everything. Jeff, anything else? Um, you say? I, already said, I already said my piece about oh one last thing. You know what? I'm just gonna say it now. Uh Ali Marmol, just because just because Albert Pools is renting out his house to you <laughs> does not mean you have to listen to everything he says. You are the manager. Um he you know he could kick you out, but um you gotta do what's best for the city, you gotta do what's best for the team. So please stop at having him and uh, Yachty play in the same games. Also, I'm telling you right now, I hate the Mets. Um, Mets are okay. not a good team. Can I can I take my word and, now? And Jack Flaherty is a card in long term. Uh, go ahead. All right, I just want to say that Mr. Morale and the big and the big steppers is a great album. I didn't I didn't think it was I didn't think it was that good at first, but we listened to it. I think it's really good. What do you guys think about it? You, you guys listen to it? Um, it's not his best project. But. I haven't. I've been listening to Kate Bush all day. I've been only listening to Future's new album. Recently. Oh, sounds fun. It's fantastic. Um, I've been going through random music the past week, trying to get my Spotify hours up. But um, also yeah. hold on. I, no, that was that was a nice last message for me, but I th- I think I need some some bigger something something oh, more grand. God. Okay. You know? Here we go. Yep. What, what, what is that supposed to mean? What is that? What was that? Here we go supposed to mean? That feels like you have something planned out. I don't have anything planned out. I have nothing planned out. My brain is mush. It doesn't. It doesn't exist. So one of the rare times where I can just cut it off with no, with no <laughs> sign, no. I mean, I, I mean, you could, but that'd be that'd be a dick move. It'd be a dick move. <laughs> okay, everyone, say goodbye. We have five seconds. Bye. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye.